social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, good morning. We have made it to Friday. My goodness, is it really already Friday, October uh, 15th? Hey, you know what's nice is... um. It's actually nice to have the Red Sox still in the picture <laughs> because now between the Red Sox and the Patriots, it gives us a lot to focus on. I find um, sports can be a great escape in a very positive way. Uh, I saw a story that a lot of, um, I guess that I didn't even realize that now there's like baseball bars compared to just, I mean, to me, a sports bar is a sports bar, but, and I like end zone sports pub. Right there, Menden Road in Cumberland. I've been there several times. I like watching the game there. It's a good crowd. Dana runs a good place. Pop in if you want to watch the Red Sox. They have TVs on, and obviously, obviously they have big screen TVs, but then kind of built around football. But um, but college football. But it is nice, and the weather's is fantastic. Uh, and the reason I say take our names, uh, minds off things is, folks, it's it's you're not your imagination. It um, there's a lot happening right now, and I'm going to argue. I think the media has been unfair where they initially were portrayed like look at what's going on right now maybe i should give some context first there's all these articles that people are getting upset about the school committee meetings and there's a good story in the boston globe in new hampshire it's a major problem you had the situation if you haven't seen it uh you know national media's picked up on some of my footage and the story in the north kingstown school committee meeting what happened there on tuesday night and it's it started with critical race theory and then there's a lot of different moving parts to it. But the schools, how people treat the schools, people, you, you're seeing people quitting jobs. The, the, some of the effects of the, the pandemic, and President Trump was right about this, was the cure can't be worse than the disease itself. The element of the lockdown. I think government officials are surprised at just the regular average person going along and how they have reacted now to someone saying, put on your mask, being told what to do, dictated what to do, mandates. People have struck back. It just hit a chord with people. Your children can't go to school. Do this or you lose your job. Where many people in government obviously don't get it. Because they say, hey, we're just trying to keep you safe. We're just trying to keep you fit. They don't get it. The average person goes along. They very rarely, most people don't get involved. Most people don't vote. And all, by the way, all this stuff of we need more people to vote are just most of the time progressives and Democrats trying to, you know, take advantage and, and um, manipulate elections. But th- that's... That's what it's coming down to. People are are fighting back. There are people that are saying, you know what? I, I, I don't like my job. I hate it, as a matter of fact. And now Biden and the government, they're going to pay me not to work, to stay at home. So guess what? I'm not going to work. And then someone else kind of says, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to wear a mask. And I don't want to get the vaccine. It's, it's a rebellion situation is what, what's going on. It almost kind of reminds me of Kevin Spacey's character in American Beauty that he finally just kind of like snaps, has like a midlife crisis, uh, leaves the job and then gets a job at a fast food place. And he just takes this attitude of like, I don't care. Who cares? Um, and they're, they're shocked by it and they don't know what to do about it. And you can see, you know, yesterday, uh, Governor McKee had a COVID briefing, and he's now being followed by protesters, and he doesn't know what to do about it. He's never had protesters in his life. He didn't have protesters when he was, when he was, uh, you know, the mayor of Cumberland. He certainly didn't have protests, the lieutenant governor, and he doesn't know what to do about it. I'm sure his people say just ignore, keep walking, but it kind of doesn't fit with what you think he would do, which is go up and try to engage them in conversation. They're not striking. It's frontline workers that lost their jobs because they don't want to get the vaccine. And and there's no easy answer to it. And they don't know what to do about it. And they, even as they have doubled down, look at Southwest. And I'll tell you, folks, as we have learned, President Biden is certainly not the person right now for the job. 
I mean, he is, they kept him away. He was, you know what he was? He wasn't President Trump. That was the appeal. And that was the only appeal, by the way. So he wasn't President Trump. Uh, when they polled it, they found the more he could stay out of sight, he could win. There's been more of a decline. At this point, they are managing him, basically. By the way, he's not on his deathbed. President Biden is, he's gotten on. He's definitely declining. He doesn't seem to have a lot of energy. He's not the Joe Biden who's vice president. But he uh, he's also not going anywhere, right? So they, they certainly have the power. But there's just something very dramatic going on. It's, it's, it's not, and they were trying to attribute it initially to President Trump and the loss of the election, but they were ignoring the larger story, which is, and this is going on around the world, by the way. See, the media was all trying to say January 6th was about Trump. And it really wasn't about that. It was the way people were being treated, that their vote didn't matter, that they didn't matter, that what they thought didn't matter. You have questions too bad. Look at locally. You know, there's no one more tone deaf than our local officials in my mind. I mean, I was at that protest the Friday after the election of the Board of Elections. And, you know, they, they, they immediately, they're degrading. They act like you're interfering with our lives. You don't have a right to speak up. You don't have a right to be upset. Just keep your mouth shut. That started the whole stop the steal. Um, it, it, it is just, it is people are, and you're seeing it, by the way. Look at the protests all over the world. People, workers are revolting. I'm tired of being treated in this manner. Terrible conditions, not the pay that I want. Now you're dictating where I can go, telling me wear your mask, get the vaccine. People that normally were going along, following society, following the rules, doing what they're supposed to do, suddenly just stopped and said enough. And I see it. As many of you know, when I'm out there, and if you haven't seen some of the video, go on to Petro.com. That North Kingstown School Committee meeting, those weren't the norm. Those were regular parents. I've had it. And the the way that people are being treated, many of these frontline healthcare workers, they, they're not protesters. They're not Black Lives Matter. And also people say, why was it okay for Black Lives Matter to destroy all our major cities, terrify the country, basically, demand president trump be removed from office so they were going to burn down every major city they even would say we're going to burn down every major city and yet suddenly now everything becomes about january 6th people are fighting back people are speaking up people are adults people don't want to be treated this way you don't want to be treated this way you have a right not to be treated this way and the the lies the misconceptions i'll tell you something else to watch is joe rogan who I like a little bit long, but he he does this podcast. It's wildly popular. He was on a television show, and he several television shows actually. Fear Factor. Then he's also he he's very good with the um, it's not boxing, but the different fighting. But anyhow, so he had on his program, Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN, and had him on for three hours. <laughs> And Dr. Sanjay Cooper said, you know, it was good. I was glad I was on. And it was it was really, uh, you know, we went back and forth. And he, he thought he was going to convince someone different things. They discussed a lot of different things. They talked about the virus. But what's really happening is people are punching back at CNN dramatically. People saying, look at this. See, they did lie the way they tried to frame him, portray him. And they're still trying to do damage control, damage over the interview and what came out of it. You know, people, there's there's revolts, there's revolutions. I That word is overused, but in different corners and factions, folks, regular people are stepping up saying, you know, we don't want to be told what to do. There's power and authority these people think they have that they don't have. People are upset. Parents are upset what's being taught in the schools. Parents are upset how their children are being uh, treated. That's why you're seeing this. It's 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 not the norm. People say, I understand most of the time I would just get up, I would comply, I'd go to work, I'd pay my taxes, I'd do everything the government asked me to do. But I've had it. I've hit the wall. 
You combine that, you combine it with lack of leadership, inflation, prices are going up, and there's no end in sight. It's wild times. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, MEGA, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Whether it's commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, also Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery. Listen, you're trying to run your business. You need MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508 508- 336-2110. Trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, they can fix it. MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. You need it fixed. You need, need it fixed in a hurry, and you need it fixed right. Call MEGA truck and trailer repair today. Remember, free estimates, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, and if it's on a trailer, they can fix it. MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Fall, very soon, the heating season will be here. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier, Infinity System, J.K.L. Energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency Infinity heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market. They also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. J.K.L., carrier factory authorized dealer, licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts for 55 years. J.K.L.'s reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. J.K.L. is an approved national grid VPI installer. J.K.L. is also a Navient certified factory dealer. Call J.K.L. for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call J.K.L. Engineering today at 401-351-7600. They do it right. They do it right the first time. They're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. J.K.L. 401-351-7600. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Uh, Dan McGowan, were you surprised, or what do you make of the fact that uh, that Governor Mundo seemingly is very friendly with Helena folks, folks, the CVS executive who's now announced she's running for governor, and encouraging her to get in the race? It, it is interesting. A couple thoughts on this. Number one, Governor Raimondo, she started with treasurer. She didn't go for the big job right away. In 2010, she could have gone for the open seat. That was an open seat that she, you know, Lee Chafee ended up winning. But and then she, you know, oh, my God, she would have destroyed Frank Caprio in a primary now that we've the dust has really, really settled. But she went for the general treasure seat. Helena folks could. And something that I, I just can't escape is, you know, we we watched what happened back in uh, in 20 with with Mike Bloomberg, someone yep. who looked great on paper and had more money than anybody. But it just didn't resonate it's not easy to suddenly turn it on granted she's got more time but what do you make of that of the Ramundo factor well you just nailed the thing that the biggest question that i have and i, I said this to somebody in her camp just yesterday we were uh, in fact i talked to the to uh helena and then and then was talking to lots of people that are around her um all day and the thing i said was look as this i use bloomberg as a good example because it is the obvious one 
sometimes you just don't resonate. Sometimes, especially, you know, running for governor of Rhode Island is, is you know, it, it's a very local thing. It's to, can you go to Woonsocket and, you know, shake hands and kiss babies? Right. And it, it's impossible that the woman who has been very successful in her life just never actually connects with you know the the working class Rhode Islander I, I think that's a very uh real factor the one thing that that they push back on on this is they kind of say look she was in charge of retail at CVS so she she actually know you know she she's her job was to go to various stores all over the country yep. And, you know, and do that photo op with the person, you know, who, who needs the medicine or whatever. In the so, aisle. Exactly. Yeah. So she, she does know how to do that, at least enough to be, you know, a, a somewhat come off as kind of a human being. So, you know, the, the other example locally would be, you know, Clay Pell never could do that, right? He, he right. struggled to be. He's a great example. Yeah. When I looked at his resume, I'm like, wow, Pell yep. name, Coast Guard, married to Michelle Kwan, works at the the white house and then five minutes after you started talking like well this is going nowhere complete disaster as a yeah now you you mentioned the gina raimondo factor and here's the the dirty little secret of the last really it was it was leading up to her departure as as commerce secretary you know it was no secret that she and and dan mckee didn't get along and a lot of people you know the the number one question that she would get asked as she was going out the door was well who do you think is going to be the governor and I think that over time, and I would say it wasn't just the last couple of months, I would say it was probably the last year or two. I think over time, she realized that while Seth, well, Seth Magaziner would make, in her eyes, a fine governor and probably yep. carry on a lot of her legacy, I think she decided that he, he was not quite the, you know, up to her kind of uh, measure or, or, you know, her standards for governor. And right. behind the scenes, she she looked very hard. Name candidate people: Jeff Grabowski, the the Deepwater Wind mm. guy. Uh, we know that she had pretty serious conversations with him. I heard rumors that she was maybe kind of trying to nudge David Cicilline to run for governor. Wow. Um, and we know that she she has had contact with uh, with Helena folks. A lot of the people that are around Helena folks, especially these initial people, people setting up meetings. They are Gina Raimondo people, fundraisers, you know, the comms people, you know, John Duffy the, from Duffy, you know, very much a close Raimondo advisor, also a former Kachiri advisor, by the way, um, and, is, and, and is certainly in the camp of uh, Helena folks. And so I think that not only did this uh, decision have uh, Gina Raimondo's blessing, I think if she could still vote in Rhode Island, my guess is she would have voted, she'd vote for Helena folks. Wow. Now, Dan McGowan, um, is as far as the people in her circle, what did you think of her video that she released yesterday? You know, I, and thought... I, I know it's a minor footnote and, you know, months from now we won't. But just initial, you know, they put so much time and effort into that and look at it and you keep going back and forth. So to them, it matters. And then as they yeah. move forward, it won't matter as much. But just what did, what did you think of the initial video? Well, the first thing I did was kind of laugh because they I, I talked to her on the phone briefly yesterday and she said, hey, we're going to do this. Uh, you know, we're putting out this video and they, they emailed it to me. And I so I saw the and I ended up tweeting the letter that they were that they sent out. And it, it's like, oh, by the way, I shot this video on my iPhone and it's the most perfectly lit, oh, yeah. uh, you know, well produced, probably done 100 times video. So, you know, she knows what she's doing. Look, I, what this was was. I need to get my name out there because I want to start the fundraising process. Um, Her decision though, to do video versus in-person interviews. um, What it comes down to is when you're, when you're a big time executive that doesn't have, you know, isn't paying attention to every single little thing that's happening in Rhode Island. She doesn't know the issues yet. Right. Right. She'll learn them. and, And as you know, you and I have talked about this a million times. Gina Raimondo was, brilliant when it came oh yeah she could catch up on an issue and then see kind of the chessboard of where everything was going helena folks needs to you know start to understand you know what's going on in kennedy plaza what's you know what's happening with the providence schools how are we for the pandemic lots of things that you could you and i could easily opine on but when you're the candidate for governor who's going to get you know who's going to need to make uh, a lot of first impressions she needs to be really buttoned up 
um, on the issues before I think she'll be ready to, you know, do the big sit down on newsmakers or, you know, talk to us at, at length. So I think it was a, it was a safe move as a yeah. journalist. It was annoying, right? I want her yes. to come out and talk and, and hold a press conference, but that's what it was, right? She, she just, she still needs to get up on the issues. I thought it was very wise um, and safe and, and something, you know, very likable, short, didn't go on and on. Um, Dan McGowan, I also think, you know, you just go to the general treasurer of Seth Magaziner's announcement where, you know, first he ran away from the press, yep. wouldn't talk to the people that were there because I, I believe that Tad Devine or someone told him, you don't talk to the press, you just get out of there and have them follow you to the next right. one. Drove away in the Florida plates. That's the problem when someone is, is just going to be listening to consultants. But I'm also interested in the relationship she has with with Governor Raimondo, because when you think about it, number one, she's older than the governor. Number two, you know, as much as the governor was the governor of Rhode Island, Helena Folks was running CVS, right. uh, <laughs> almost like a bigger job. But as you and I both know, Governor Raimondo left here with with 40 percent approval rating. Right. And she, as much as she wanted to be liked in the beginning, her pivot line became uh, people don't like me, but they know I do a good job. That, that's not easy to take. That's not easy to swallow. I don't I don't think they want the Gina 2.0 moniker in any way. I don't think that benefits her. But uh, yesterday, I don't know if you caught it, but um, pretty significant. I went to the McKee flu shot yeah. thing in Manton Avenue. And um, he he was very quick to say, you know, I'm not sure I met her. But pretty soon when we get into the politics, like he seemed pretty anxious, almost like I'm going to have a lot to say about her. That's the way I took it. Something else happened that was kind of off camera. No one else picked up on. But Paul Rayana, who is the organizer of the frontline workers who and we'll talk about in a moment about the protest in front of his house. Yeah. He showed up there because he saw my live stream and did one Garcia who's on my live stream. But Paul Rayana, this time the governor sent his aides out and they and I didn't film it, but they talked with him, took information. And I got the feeling that Governor McKee realized we got to talk to someone like this. We can't just ignore him and blown out. Helena folks is in the race. I can't have these protesters showing up at my house and parading around. So they're looking at it. And again, I don't want to violate. I didn't film it, but you know, they talked with him for a few minutes, got information. They went up a phone call with him. I think he recognizes right away that the race has immediately changed. Well, this is one thing that to his credit, Dan McKee is is a lot better than Gina Raimondo at. He yes. is willing to acknowledge detractors. Yes. He is willing to, uh, you know, take people in. And, and some, I, I think there are a lot of Democrats, uh, you know, certainly very Democrats, who would say this is to a fault, right? You you bend to, you know, people on school committees who are concerned about mask mandates. You have healthcare workers, you know, the few who are who are you know you know fighting the you know a vaccine mandate whereas you're you're not playing to you know a majority and things like that so i think the the, the thing is to his credit he he is willing to listen to people and i think you're right i look you don't want you know the the protest at your house it doesn't matter what the protest is because in a you know in a five second clip in a commercial it just looks like Look at the outrage at this governor, yeah. right? You can yeah. manipulate that stuff. Um, yeah. And he, he's very conscious of that. I think, you know, I use this, I think I, with, with you just a couple of weeks ago, used this, uh, this kind of analogy that, you know, if you use sports, I think Dan McKee kind of was handed a 14 nothing lead in this race for governor. That's right. And yep. all he's doing is trying to just hold on to the lead. And now it's, yeah. you know, now it's 14-10 and there's a lot of the game to go, right? It's the first quarter probably still. And, and I think he's, he does he's thrown two interceptions and fumbled with <laughs> exactly. uh, Tony Silver and the contract. Well, controversy. And the best player just came back for the other team, right? Alina yeah. Folks may be the, the star. So he, he's got a, he's got a challenge, but it, he, and he, and I think he knows it. I think anywhere he looks right now, I think every, I think he walks out of his door every day going to the state house and looks around and sees somebody else who has an issue with him or someone he views as maybe out to get him kind of paranoid world for him um and it's you know, i mean it's still a full almost a year until a democratic primary so he he has a chance to recover 
Um, part of it will be by that kind of that folksy attitude of being able to connect with lots of different Rhode Islanders, but he, he's almost paralyzed by a lot of the controversy around him. It, it, it's really hurting his agenda. Folks, another quick break. A lot more. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. It is a challenge trying to run your business today, especially if you spend most of your time trying to find the right workers. Instead, let MEGA professionals find them for you. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Right now, are you spending a good amount of your time trying to find the right workers for your business, your company, call MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals today, 508-336-7801. If you need workers, drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, weekend work, local, which is a.k.a. sleep-at-home drivers, maybe it is drivers, class A, B, non-CDL, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled labor, office professionals, even in the healthcare business, you can depend on MEGA, M-E-G-A professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. How much time are you spending trying to find the right workers for your business? Let MEGA professionals find them for you. Call them right now, 508-336-7801 for MEGA professionals. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, before I uh, move on to the next thing, I do want to ask you, Aaron Regenberg, who was seen as the most progressive individual, but he wrote some uh, pretty tough uh, pieces that the Globe have printed, his opinion pieces on the co-op collaborative and uh, really take a shots at them. You've covered him for quite some time. What, what do you think of uh, those pieces? Well, I think the pieces were really interesting and, you know, look, we're, <laughs> we know what we're doing, right? Aaron's a big name in that world yeah. and him, you know, being somewhat critical of kind of his own um, is obviously uh, is both newsworthy and interesting. Um, there's a part of me that thinks, look, you know, he's, he doesn't have a path in the next election necessarily. He's a law school student, uh, you know, is trying to figure out what's next for him, right? And he wants to know where his place is uh, in the party and in Rhode Island politics. And so, you know, the, there, there's a little bit of just, I think he wants to be relevant and have a, you know, and have a say, uh, and yep. clearly he does. So I think that's one factor. But the thing is, is, again, he is one of the the best kind of political organizers in the state of Rhode Island. Yeah, uh, you know, I go back much. to, he was a student at Brown in 2010 yeah. when, uh, when he was the East side field director for Angel Tavares's campaign. I mean, he wow. was the person, the face of the Angel Tavares campaign, you yeah. know, now 11 years ago, that was obviously so very successful. Um, he started and he, the Providence Student Union. That's exactly right. And I mean, they yeah. were uh, and still are, but were a big factor. We're a real thorn in Deb Gist's side, yes. you know, got real changes in, in some cases. And so he's as good of an organizer as there is out there. So the, the thing with the, the political cooperative or this progressive fight is you can't alienate him, right? Because he's good at this. Uh, and, and really, I mean, you know, he would probably be, the best statewide candidate of that group, right? Not, not, not necessarily broadly, but of that group. Um, but right now they're really clashing and, you know, <laughs> sit back and, and pop some popcorn because I think it's not going to end. Now, Dan McGowan, um, you had a good piece that Governor McKee, his approval rating has fallen. Not a lot, but 10 points right around there. That's still pretty substantial. I'm curious as to, how you think the McKee people have reacted to his falling polling numbers? Uh, I think the Dan McKee ship is, is, uh, you know, they're, they're treating it like they've hit an iceberg right there. I think they're really, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of running in place, whatever the cliche is right now. And actually it's funny, you and I have talked about this a bunch of times. I think it's actually a, a little bit overblown. I, th- I I'm not convinced that some of the so-called scandals that we're seeing are, you know, career ending, except for Agreed. one, except for one thing, he is making it, uh, yeah. you know, such an issue. I mean, 
you know, I have very good sourcing, who, you know, who's been around him, who knows this is what he talks about all the time. He's talking about, wow. you know, an education consulting contract uh, that, that nobody in the world knows what it means. And he's so he's almost blindly angry with Channel 12. Oh, you know, yeah. Who've been who've been, you know, really out in front on that story. Um, and, you know, this is that that challenge when you're when you're somebody who really pays very close attention to what the media says about you and what your coverage is. I think sometimes you get really bogged down in, oh, my God, how, you know, how do we win them back? Or, how, you know, what do we have to do? Do we give them stuff? I mean, honestly, these are the goofy things that go through uh, politicians' heads at some point. And right now, this is all in his head. And, you know, here's the thing. You haven't heard him talk about any real significant initiative uh, in months uh, you know that 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 he's really looking forward to because he just can't get out of the way of some of these you know again minor scandals that he himself is allowing to become much bigger than they are. What did you make of him his uh, statement? I believe yesterday of saying, you know, we we have to find something for these healthcare workers, or maybe we're going to bring them back when the numbers die down. We can't leave them behind. That that to me is much different than. It, it now almost seems like it was out of character for him when he was like the real tough talk. Uh, they have to get it or they're out. That I don't think that was the Governor Dan McKee. I think the way we're seeing him now is more reflective of the type of leader individual he is. I think it's so right. And I think it's, yeah. by the way, in most cases, that that very reasonable, practical person is the person that, that you actually really come to appreciate, right? Again, yes. think about his experience. You're the mayor of Cumberland, uh, you know, some, let's say the, the largest or second largest employer in Cumberland comes to you and says, hey, um, you know, we're, we're going to close down and, and uh, you know, we're leaving town. You immediately go into, wait a minute, how do we, you know, what are we going to do for all those workers? How do we keep you? What can we give you? What, you know, all, all the questions that, again, any mayor would, would be thinking about, um, and I think in his case, you know, right, you, you want to take that tough approach, by the way, a national Democratic Party approach, right? Tough with vaccines, tough with mandates. You know, this is what, what you're supposed to be doing is what presumably consultants are telling him. But then at the end of the day, you know, he goes home, puts his head on the pillow and thinks about he, he still thinks of himself as a local mayor. And he's like, wait a minute. You know, firefighters might lose their jobs or healthcare workers. I can't let that happen. So I think you're right. I think this is more like him. The challenge is, is the public health problem, right? This isn't, yes. uh, this isn't you know, uh, something like a, a job, you know, a company clo- plant closing or something like that. And I think that gets him in this tough spot where he, he wants to be all things to all people. And most of the time, that's a good thing. But when it comes to public health, I think there's a lot of kind of wavering. And I think a lot of people are, uh, you know, are, are concerned that he just kind of can't make a, a, a decision and stick with it. You know, that's an excellent observation, Dave McGowan. I was just about to say, it's not as easy as it looks. And and one thing I'll say about former Governor, now Commerce Secretary Raimondo, she understood. But boy, when she talked about, you know, the teachers at Warwick Pataka threw the towel in on those kids. She would take a hard line, but she would hold that hard yep. line. I don't see that with, with the McKee administration. I don't think it's his style, and I, I think it is going to I think it's going to cause problems for him. Speaking of another politician, folks, there's a great piece in the Boston Globe today that Congressman Langevin is uh, now responding to Bishop Tobin. And I, I'm curious your thought on his response to the Bishop, Dan McGowan. You know, it's funny. You talk about Dan McKee and sort of how a lot of these things, these decisions that you make are, are much harder when you're when you're the one making them. Um, yeah. You know, I think of that very similar when it comes to religion, maybe even more so. You know, Jim Langevin it, it has not actually changed all that much, um, you know, over the years, right? He's a very, de- you know, devout Catholic and 
you know, has pretty strong views where he has, let's face it, he's come along with the Democratic Party right? and, and has had to adjust sort of his public views. And, you know, he, he can, you know, get into the nuances of what's legislation and what are rights versus what are my beliefs. And, you know, he's always had that. But I, I think he, I, I think there are some people who roll their eyes a little bit at, at, at uh, uh, Bishop Tobin. I think if you're somebody like Jim Langevin, I think the, the you know critiques and criticism from the bishop really matter. And and I my takeaway on on Ed Ed Fitzpatrick's article and from from what I know about his conversations with Jim Langevin, I think I think the congressman is 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 a little bit hurt and he's trying to figure out sort of what's the best way for me to kind of stay within the kind of mainstream of my party. Um, but also, I you know I don't I don't want to have a public fight with with the bishop. Um, I think it's really I think it's a tough uh, a tough situation for somebody again who you know who has been always seen as as a, you know a very Catholic politician. Folks, each day I start my day by I get an email. It's from Damagon and it's called Roadmap. And to me, it's the new way in some ways of reading the paper because it is all links to stories that I want to read, such as that. Red Sox Yankees last night, or then obviously was all the, at the time the Patriot coverage. Now there's even more Patriot news. And uh, folks, best of all, it arrives free in your inbox. All you have to do right now is listen up as Dan McGowan's going to explain how you can receive it. You know, John, I, the thing I love that you said about that is, is I completely agree that, that, you know, it is a great kind of distribution. It's, it's a great way to, it's like your morning newspaper It is, and, and just like your morning newspaper, look, there are things that I write that you won't care about. There are things that, you know, that I link to that you might not want to, to, to click on. The great part about it is we, we link to enough where you're going to find something you like, something you didn't know, something yep. you find interesting. And like you said, completely free. The best way to get it every weekday morning, just send me a blank email to rinews at globe.com. I'll know what it is. Just a blank email rinews at globe.com and you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning. Folks, he's Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, great job as always. We'll talk to you again. Talk to you soon. Thanks. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today. 401-272-3340. Were you in an auto accident? Someone damaged your vehicle? Folks, it can happen. Whether it's people not paying attention, a drunk driver, people texting and driving, If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, with West Fountain Auto Body, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call them today. If you were in an accident, drunk driver, someone texting and driving, minor fender bender, even a nearly totaled vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. They'll handle everything for you, the original, the best. And if you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today. Get it repaired, 401 272 3340. Listening to the John DePietro Show, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you've heard me talk about, first we started with September. I think the whole entire fall actually uh, should be suicide awareness, suicide prevention if possible. And the person you've heard me speaking with, we've got such great feedback about it, is first of all, the website is mantherapy.org, mantherapy.org. Joining us once again is our friend, Dr. Rob Harrison. And Dr. Rob, it is uh, so important. I want to just start off uh, kind of, to me, the elephant in the room. Listen, there's there's far more popular topics to talk about. I'd rather talk to you about the Patriots or how beautiful the fall weather is. But uh, suicide awareness, as you've, I've heard you even say that the workshop that people could be part of, it's similar to like learning CPR, could probably save more lives than CPR. It's one of those things that can no longer be a topic that people no longer discuss. Uh, there are people out there that feel desperate, that are at their end of their rope. And the good news is there's warning signs for different individuals that they can spot and potentially in, save someone's life. 
That's right, John. Uh, anyone can learn this. Uh, it's called QPR, which stands for Question, Persuade, and Refer. And as I said before, it is more effective than CPR in saving lives. Um, it basically teaches anyone how to recognize the sign that someone may be thinking of suicide and ask them directly the question, are you thinking of suicide or thinking of taking your life? And then for trying to persuade them to let you help them get some help as a friend or a relative, a neighbor, co-worker, not a professional, but just as somebody who cares, and then refer them appropriately uh, to the, uh, the best place for them. Not everybody needs to go to the emergency room. Not everybody needs a 911 call. So we need to figure out how we can refer appropriately to get help that people need. Dr. Rob, um, if you would be uh, so kind as to explain, how can people sign up for the workshop? How far in advance? Uh, what's been the reception so far that of people that have uh, taken part in your workshop? Well, the first part of the question, uh, the best way to find out uh, the registration link for the, I do it on Zoom, the first uh, and third Tuesday of every month for the community. It's free, obviously. Um, but I, the best way to get that link is to go to healthybodieshealthyminds.org and you can register for whatever day uh, works for you. It's usually between 6 and 7.30. It's just an hour and a half training. It is an evidence-based training, and at the end you're certified as a uh, suicide prevention gatekeeper for three years. Uh, this is a great training. It really does uh, help a lot of people. So if you go to that website, healthybodieshealthyminds.org, you can uh, register for any of the trainings that are done. Um, the feedback has generally been very positive. Last spring, I, I presented the, the class to some teachers at Charo, and I got an email back from one of the teachers who said, you know, I took this course thinking this is going to be a complete waste of time because I teach kindergarten. I don't need to know this stuff, but I want the credit, so I'll go ahead and do it. And I found that I was 100% wrong. It is a very, very useful class for anybody to take. I found it extremely helpful, and I'm just encouraging everybody to take the class. So that's, that's the kind of feedback we get. And I want the listeners to know I, I plan to take this. Uh, obviously, because of my occupation, I come in contact with all different types of people. And as I've shared with Dr. Rob, folks, and, and I've talked about it on the air, but uh, just this past spring, there was someone that I knew, had known for quite some time, um, and then he just found himself in a place that he could not climb out of. And I, I, I wish that I had been had taken that type of workshop. And I, I don't know if it would have changed, but I could have changed the dynamic. But um, but it's terrible when it happens to someone that you know, and then you think that maybe, maybe they're, and in this particular case, there were some warning signs. Now, folks, this also, we're speaking with Dr. Rob Harrison. And Dr. Rob, something that people can do instantly, and that is, I love this 20-point head checkup, mentherapy.org. Folks, there has been, and again, I recognize this is a topic a lot of people don't want to talk about, but I have found, Dr. Rob, everywhere I'm going, people are secretly kind of asking me about it. But there is an epidemic of, right now, men. And it's it's men over the age of 50 that, for whatever reason, have found themselves in a in a place where they uh, they, they don't see a way out and they, they take the most drastic action possible. And, and this is something that people can either do for themselves or maybe share with their, with their husband or a brother or just even send the link to a coworker, someone they're a little concerned about. Um, again, it's, it's not an easy thing to, to broach, but at the same time, you could be saving someone's life. Absolutely. Uh, if you go to mantherapy.org, in the first place, it's, it's very, uh, very funny. It's a very humorous approach to try to engage middle-aged men. Uh, to con consider what their mental health is uh, is like, and also to see what other people have done to get uh, to get help. Um, it, the twenty point head inspection helps a guy figure out: Am I just being really stressed, or am I really dealing with anxiety or depression or some other kind of mental health problem? Um, it also gives you tons of resources, gives you videos of other people who've struggled and, and have, have found help. Uh, so it's just a, a great website, just mantherapy.org. Anybody can do it. Uh, the other nice thing about it is there's no stigma associated. Nobody's seen you go to a physician's office or, or to a therapist or anything like that. Um, not that those things are bad, but a lot of men uh, have that stigma and don't want anyone to know that what they're doing. So 
this is a way that nobody else has to know what you're doing. But it's a great resource for, for anyone who's struggling. Folks, again, the website is mantherapy.org. Brothers Disposal. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster for your driveway. How do you know it's Brothers Disposal? Because it's a purple dumpster. Look for them on Facebook and give them a call for an estimate, 401 688 Get a dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're cleaning out your basement, your garage, unwanted belongings. Maybe you just have some things in boxes that you've never taken out. Clean it out with Brothers Disposal. They're also now offering weekly trash collection services. Call Brother Roland today at Brothers Disposal, 401 401- 688-0517. Whether it's a small household construction project or you just need a dumpster to get rid of some unwanted belongings, call Brothers Disposal today. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. Look for them on Facebook, Brothers Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway, 401-688-0517. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, joining us right now, from the AMA is Dr. Willie Underwood. Dr. Willie Underwood, welcome to the John DePietro Show. Thank you for taking the time. I want to, um, Doctor, start off with this. Uh, I I like the name of this "No Time for Flu" campaign. Yes, John. Thank you very much for having us on the show and participating and being such an advocate to the community by getting this out there to your audience. So let's look at this. So no time for the flu, right? We don't have time to get sick. We spent all last year getting sick. With COVID and all the stuff going on, why get the flu this year when all you have to do is just give a vaccine? Now, uh, doctor, I'm going to walk through a little bit. Um, Why is getting the flu shot especially important during this pandemic? Some people are saying, you know, and I've heard this, doctor, boy, I don't hear anything about the flu. Now, I have my own answer to that, which is, you know, people have been working from home. People are far more conscious of uh, washing their hands. People are far more conscious about wearing masks. But how do you answer the question, why is getting a flu shot important during a pandemic? Well, last year, with all the mitigation measures um, for COVID, they also mitigated the flu as well. So the flu became less of an issue last year. Now, because of that, because we weren't as close to the flu as much last year, we're expecting to have greater rates of flu this year. And plus, we're back in schools. We're wearing masks less. We're not socially distancing as much. And we're interacting with each other at greater rates. We're likely to have a more significant flu pandemic this year compared to years in the past. But it's extremely important. Now, Dr. Willie, uh, and I'm sorry, we since we are like, do we have Dr. LaBert of the CDC with you as well? No. I'm no. Okay. All right. Now, no, no, no. I just wanted to double check. Now, let's answer some basics. Okay. Dr. Willie, who's eligible to get a flu shot? All right. Okay. Who's eligible to get a flu shot? Anyone six months of age or older is eligible to get a flu shot. So all the way. So you're greater than six months until 100. Dr. Willie, can you get a flu shot in COVID-19? Can you get vaccinated at the same time? Yes, we're actually encouraging it even. So if you if you have not gotten a COVID vaccine and you get an opportunity to get a flu shot, and guess you can get a flu shot for free in many places, pharmacies, doctor's offices, um, um, uh, grocery stores, and we're telling people to go to getmyfluShot.org, where you can get information and get a flu shot near you. But yes, you can get them both together. Now, and again, folks, we're speaking with Dr. Willie Underwood of the AMA. What are the benefits? Walk through people the benefits of getting a flu shot. Well, the benefits of getting a flu shot, we know that the flu shot can reduce 
your risk of getting the flu by up to 60%. It also protects you and your family from getting the flu, which is extremely important because 45 million people in the United States a year get the flu. 710,000 people die from the flu a year in the U.S. So, and we know that we saw all those deaths last year from COVID. We're going to combine that and add to that by having deaths from the flu. And, we, and, this, and this can totally be prevented. And when you start talking about racial differences, blacks compared to whites are 1.8 times more likely, uh, and Hispanics are 1.2 times more likely to be hospitalized from the flu. The children are four times more likely of uh, being hospitalized or dying from the flu compared to whites. All this can be prevented just by getting a shot in the arm. Folks, again, we're speaking to Dr. Willie Underwood, AMA. The campaign this year is no time for flu campaign. And Dr. Willie, I, I also, uh, I think it's so important. I recognize some people don't understand. You know, they say, I thought you can't get it. Well, you know, you could get the flu. It just wouldn't hit you as severe. Same thing with COVID. You know, people that are testing positive that got vaccinated. To me, that shows, for instance, uh, Judge Brett Kavanaugh, I thought the media got it all wrong. The, the story should not have been that he received the vaccine and then tested positive. To me, the story should have been, look, it worked. The fact that he got the vaccine, uh, you know, he didn't have any symptoms. It kept him out of the hospital. There just seems to be a lot of uh, misconceptions about getting the vaccine. It doesn't mean the way I interpret it. You know, it doesn't mean your body, you're Superman, you have this ring around you that you're not getting any viruses it it sounds to me my understanding is it certainly just provides our body uh the the vaccine provides your body the ability to fight off these viruses yeah that's the main point it provides these vaccines provide your body the ability to fight the to fight the diseases off right to fight the viruses but it also has a preventative effect as well right so so yes you may get it and you may have the less severe or you may not get it at all if you've been exposed or you may get it and not even know that you even had it because your symptomology is so low that, you know, you keep on moving and keep on stepping and you don't even realize that you had it. And doctor, before I let you go, um, I mean, is it fair to say that last year when people were questioning why the flu numbers at least seem to be way down, you had people working from home. You had children doing online, you know, learning, distance learning. You had there's far more of a, you know, people are far more conscious of washing their hands. You didn't have a lot of gatherings indoors. Would, would it be fair to say that in the past, pre-COVID, if people, when they were sick, stayed at home, didn't go to work, didn't go to a party, if people washed their hands more often, if people wore masks indoors, if all those protocols had been followed, flu numbers in the past, along with flu shots, the numbers would have been considerably down. Is that fair? That is fair. You hit it dead on the head. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, that is exactly true. If we The mitigation measures that we did last year to reduce the spread of COVID and the deaths, they impacted the flu at the same time. So we did those things pre-COVID, masks, right, washing our hands, social distancing, less gatherings, right, stay at home if you're sick, right? Those things would, would definitely decrease the spread of flu. I mean, you know, in the offices and, in, you know, people would come in, you could hear them sneezing down the hall, and you know that that was going to spread throughout the whole building. Yep. Folks, he is Dr. Willie Underwood of the AMA. Doctor, great job as always. Thank you for joining us, and uh, hopefully people will adhere your advice.